0: Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 328 with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I am your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 328. So each week we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video TV show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So, our tool for review this week, I gotta tell you guys, I am totally geeking out about this one. I love this one. Um, I've been looking for this type of platform to return to availability at an affordable level for forever. And this is Ariel.io. And I'm probably not saying it phonically correct, but it's A R Y E L.io. And this is for augmented reality. <sighs> it is just fun. Um, there's lots of things about Ariel that I like. Um, the most important one is is adaptability. Um, it does several different things in the AR space. Uh, we're all familiar with the Snapchats and the Instagrams of the world, where you can put funny goggles and hair color, hair things on, and sparklies and augmentations, are, are, are augmented reality functions to what you're seeing in your camera. If you're not familiar with it, very quick and simply, you have a camera that you're doing a selfie with. You see yourself in the camera, and these are uh, little options on the bottom, little tabs, icons. The tab that adds something to the visual, uh, makes you have bunny ears or it haps, uh, what have you. And then if you open your mouth, a little carrot will fly at it or something. These are AR functions and people use them for humor and messaging and what have you, so forth and so on. We've also seen AR used in other ways where you're at Home Depot and you're looking at a couch and you can in your own home, hold up the app with a Home Depot and it will put the couch in augmented you know terms in other words it will put the image of the couch in the view from your camera of the space in your room that you were thinking about putting the couch proportionately correct like this is the size of the couch based on the space that it sees quote quote sees in your room so you can see what that couch would look like virtually in your room before buying it that's augmented reality other aspects of augmented reality are the ability to um, have things show up through your camera view based on scanning a QR code or being in a certain location, geolocation. All of these things were available years ago, uh, but then got swallowed up in large companies buying them and taking them off the market for general consumer using, um, and never really reintroduced at a level that was affordable for most places. It was level, it put it as a high level, only big companies could do this kind of stuff. And a lot of large companies like Coca Cola and and Geico and so forth have used these things. Domino's has used these things in their advertising type campaigns. But this tool brings it to a very interesting affordable level, especially we do it through the AppSumo. We're where i picked it up it adds some really cool functions we're going to talk about in our technique of the week so with that in mind the tool for this week tool not tools this is the one tool i am totally wanting to be stoked about talking about today and that is ariel a-r-y-e-l dot i-o and that brings us to our technique of the week now for this week's hospitality technique so our technique this week is ar marketing and hospitality dun, 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 dun. Kind of anticlimactic, but very stoked for me to be able to have this conversation in real terms. And what I mean by this, well, let me go back a little bit in history to talk a little bit about my history with AR. Uh, we were doing a function uh, a while back in which these types of platforms as apps were rolling out. Uh, there was one app in particular that allowed us to what was called geotag. Uh, if anybody remembers back, not too far back, but back enough, when beacons were a thing where, oh my gosh, this thing is going to be a passive and as soon as you walk in, it's going to know you're there and Facebook had beacons and Google had beacons and everybody had beacons. Well, that engagement of geo-targeted or geo-fencing or geo-triggering was a thing that was really up and coming and valuable and really, this is going to be so cool. Uh, We could push notify to people or just passively gather data that they were there. Anywho. With AR, we had uh, an app that if we uh, we offered it at the hotels, and this was in Australia at the time, offered to the hotels to be something that once it got triggered, it would show something. In particular, in Melbourne, uh, there's uh, lots of really cool stuff in Melbourne, by the way. Uh, if you've not made the trip, it's well worth it, although it's a really long flight, um, is... Uh, they had graffiti artists that were very well-renowned and in this area, this alleys that these graffiti artists would, would do their, their portraits and paintings and so forth on. And, and what we did was we asked one of the artists to stand and talk about the art that he created. And we recorded him doing that. And then we took that and put it in this app and made it so that when the person had the app turned on to their phone and walked into a certain area radius of that graffiti it would notify them that hey this is a point of interest if you stand at a certain location uh, you can hold up your phone and you will have the artist explain the artwork and it was so cool because what it did do was it made it that you could see the artist talk in front of the artwork uh, through your phone Meanwhile, the artist wasn't physically there, but it was as if he was standing in front of the artwork and doing that kind of thing, which made it very, very cool. Other things that uh, were of usage capabilities is uh, for docents in museums, where you go into an art gallery and, uh, you know, there's the typical uh, rental of the audio tour. Uh, If you haven't done it, it's basically you you pay money to get these little... uh, iPods, (laughs) for like a better way of saying it, uh, that earbuds, you know, disposable earbuds, whatever uh, that you put in. And then when you go to a certain piece of artwork, there's a number and you tap in the number and it audio plays a description of what you're looking at, which is great. Some of the really super advanced ones are um, if you are, uh, you can scan a QR code and it will play that audio track for you. Now, that's an easy technology that already has been existing for a long time i can put an audio file on a url string that what will happen is you you hold your camera up to the qr code it says oh tap this to go to this link and the link is an audio file you hit play and it plays that same set audio uh, a lot of people have done that over time um, there is advanced ways of doing this where you can actually hold your camera up to look at the art piece and because The art piece has been defined, Google has this with Google Goggles, it will say, oh, there, and they can make an action where it'll play back an audio piece for you. AR is really cool because what it can do is same scenario, same circumstance, QR code, you can scan it and or look at the picture that the artwork is and hold the phone up and that docent can now be standing beside the art piece telling you what it is about that particular art piece. Now, how does this all relate to hospitality? Hospitality marketing. Hospitality is travel. Travel is experience. Getting more information and seeing things and knowing where the things are, so you don't have FOMO, fear of missing out. Knowing that you didn't miss the biggest ball of twine around the corner means that the hotel or where you're, you know, the the resort or restaurants or whatever it is you're providing the services in the hospitality industry, you are helping your guests make sure they don't miss out on things. Now, some crazy ideas from all of this is the ability to go over and integrate this into a common practice. Um, We're all painfully familiar uh, with with the pandemic of QR codes. I've always been a fan of QR codes, even though I've been uh, uh, picked on about it from time to time. That was a dead uh, technology walking, so to speak, that was passe. Uh, It has come into its own again, life-wise, where you go into a restaurant and rather than handing you reusable menus that several people have touched, um, they either were giving you disposable paper ones Which was expensive, or they put a QR code on the table for you to take your own phone out and scan, okay, and show you the menu now that's great and now you have if it's done well you have images of the food you have descriptions you might have nutritional information um, so forth and so on but you don't have interactivity yes you could put a video link and yes you could play the video link so that you could hear somebody talk about this or you could actually go over and hold the phone up and have the waiter virtual waiter be standing in front of you telling you what the specials are for the day and just have that as an extra QR code that people can scan, which I thought would be pretty cool. Um, the other aspects of this are, say, for instance, and this is sound kind of hokey and, and weird. Um, when Instagram first came out, we had these things at the resorts in Florida. Around there that we had uh, perfect spots. We, as a matter of fact, we did this as a campaign of don't miss this sunset by standing here at the sunset time and take this picture. This is the best picture to take this spot. Well, we also had a welcome spot. We had a little setup in the lobby off to the side that once you came into the resort and you were welcome if you wanted to share with your family and friends that you were at our resort it was kind of a dolled up stylized Instagram-esque kind of corner that you could go over and hand the phone or put it in the cradle hit the timer for and you go and stand if the staff member wasn't able to help you and get a picture of you standing with the you know the pina colada glass and the the tropical plants behind you and the sign saying welcome to paradise or whatever it was and then take that picture and share it with your family and friends that was your Instagram frame well how cool would it be if you could put a virtual parrot on your shoulder or a pirate hat or uh, a tropical shirt or uh, you holding a glass or whatever it is you can do that in AR where you hold the picture up and you can do just like you do in Instagram or Snapchat or is, is you put these overlays on yourself with facial recognition AR and put these items around you and you can do that with this platform that we're talking about as a tool today, Ariel. normally it's very, very expensive the real thing that caught my eye with this platform and its usability is geotagging. That was something that got snarfed up by big companies very quickly years ago. And then really, in order to use that geotagging, it's a very expensive proposition. Meaning that when you're in a certain geographic identified location, a thing will show up letting you know on the, the phone if you hold up your camera, it would show you the docent in front of the the graffiti, it would show you something that you would want to do or know about while you were there. So from picture this as a marketing strategy of there's there's three progressive components of engagement with a guest. You have the buildup of the solicitation of them wanting to come to you, which has uh, many things what we've talked about as to garnering their interest, providing them content, providing them information, making them aware of things we talked about on our live show today, even about virtual reality, allowing them to experience the place virtually and things around you virtually so they have a sense of what it is that they want to do, putting them on the Beautiful veranda that watches the sunset. So, they understand that they can experience that firsthand if they want to be with you, on and on and on. There's that component. Then, there's the component about them being engaged with you while they're there, which is what we're really focusing on with the AR component at this point. And we'll get to that. And then, of course, the third is after they leave, soliciting the continued dialogue with them to get them either to refer you and become an advocate for you or their return back to you as a guest once again. So, those are the three major components of transition timeline progression with guests. The part we're focusing on is while they're with you. The ability to enhance the value of their stay with you. And one of those key components is making sure that whatever it is that they're there for, to do whatever it is they want to do, they get the information they need. So a lot of it has to do with convenience, quality, and ease. The convenience of of getting the information the quality of the information you're providing and not making it too progressive or too many steps or too not understood or not too familiar to do this. New technology always runs into that last hurdle of convenience factor. It's like, oh, I'm not used to this. We have friends that still don't know how to zoom really well. And that you figure after a year and a half of having to do this to engage with people, you think that people were very fluent in this. A lot of people are still stumbling through the process. It's not a common function for them. So it's not a familiar function to them. So they struggle with remembering all the little things to do to run it. Technology and new technology or different ways of technology are like this. AR is in that category. It's on the front end of technology development. And so therefore, it is not all as easily understood by everybody. But AR as a usable tool, if explained well and the quality is worth the effort, making it easy for them to engage with is great. If you want to, think about things like, what can I do to make sure that my guests are fully experiencing the things that they're here for. If I'm if I can identify through the progression of my guest's arrival, they've decided to be with me and so forth, then I can determine through personalized dialogue that they're here for cultural adventure. They don't want to miss the cultural values of the destination that I'm in. The museums, perhaps, the history, perhaps, the neighborhoods, perhaps, the, the statues, the, whatever it is that, I've, that are landmarks or value propositions to the cultural aspect of my destination. Why not make a guide that says, you know what, well, guys? Hey, we have it that we have a, a guide that when you're in the geographic location, okay, of this certain place, it'd be on our website. Um, will ping you and say hold up your phone and what will happen is xyz either it'll be a docent telling you what to not miss audio perhaps or whether actual visualization of somebody standing virtually in front of you pointing out the things things that that they that they think are valuable for you to know or a coupon code that is redeemable at the location that you're at like here but this pops open what you need so when you walk in the door just show them this qr code or this this code or give them this code and you'll get the discount that we talked about when you're at the front desk remember right now just think of that one logistics just that one logistics you come to my front desk and I say oh you're going to go to the the modern arts museum you know there's a ten dollar discount tomorrow afternoon until two. Oh, well how do we do this well it's code X, Y, Z discount 10 PZ4. Okay, so either the guest has to write it down or you're being proactive and you've written it down, you have to hand that to them, so that means they have to carry it with them. They're not sure if they're going to go to the museum by then or not, whether it's even on tomorrow's schedule or not. They're not sure, but now they're having to lug around this thing. Or you say, well, here on our website, it's there. You just go there. Well, now I gotta save it into my browser. I gotta go look at it. Maybe you're being proactive and you give them a QR code so they can go to that browser and it's there, okay? If you can make it even easier, saying, look, once you show up there, you'll get a ping from us that you're nearby, if that's what you want to do, and it'll open up your coat and you can use it. That makes it now convenient and helpful for them. Well, that's augmented reality in its form that this platform can do with the geotagging, the geopings, where it's like, okay, when you're in this area, this is going to happen. That's a very powerful tool. If you're walking by a restaurant and goes, "Ding! hey, you're going by the best place for grouper sandwiches. Right there. And you will be, oh, it's right there. Wow. Yeah. And by the way, they're friends of ours, so let them know this, and you're going to get this for it. Or just the fact that it's there might be worth it enough. Um, you could go f- far along and just go over and have a, a little star pop above them when they hold the camera, but it's like, this is the place we we're talking about. you know, uh, Much like what Yelp does with AR, where they have their monocle, where they hold up and you're looking down the street with all these restaurants and these little augmented reality balloons pop up saying, this is this restaurant and here's the click here for their menu, or this is their restaurant, this is their rating. That's augmented reality that's helpful it's sometimes cluttering on monocle because it's you know it goes well past your line of sight, and yet there's lots of little balloons you can't tell what they're attached to. There's mechanical issues with that. But make it simple, make it functional, make it useful. The ability of you having your best recommendations is helping your concierge-level service for your guests, making them understand what you can provide as enhanced value and services for them makes that AR experience really neat. So you have several interesting deliverabilities that you can. Can do within this AR platform or using AR. You have the GeoPing capability, which is great. You can also do some really interesting things with QR codes that, uh, and, and it's mainly used for retail, but you can use it within your hotel room, which is really cool. You can have a QR code on a certain item um, where you, you maybe it's by your TV and you put and you hold the cure code up and all of a sudden a little 3D avatar pops up and go hi welcome to your TV navigation uh, and it explains what you need to explain and Think of just the very creative ways of doing this. Maybe you have, with international traveling having opened up now, a lot of people that speak alternate languages natively, and they're not as completely comfortable with English. So signage and explanations and methodologies are a little harder for them to interpret. I had that in reverse when I went to China several times. I don't understand Chinese. I can't read Chinese. And I use the Google Translate incessantly to understand simple labeling, which is where I had that my growth of passion of QR codes because I looked at TV ads that had huge QR codes in the corner like we have now, and it was because there's no way to have multiple language keyboards on stuff. By scanning the QR code and indicating my language, I could then understand what the commercial was about in my own native language, which made it exceptionally useful for me. Same too in reverse for us. If you're getting a lot of international travel and you don't have all your collateral in these multiple languages... Then the 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 things that need to be useful in alternate languages can be provided by you with AR if you would want to. So you don't have to print out massive collateral that has multiple languages for the benefit and and of that. Where you can actually just have it in AR, where you create it and translate it with very easy tools that we've shown on the podcast many other times of translation tools and so forth that in a snap do this stuff and get cleaned up very well so that they're as accurate as possible so they don't make you look silly, okay, that you can offer. You can have a digital avatar talking Chinese about how the restaurant works. Maybe that's what's needed. Maybe it's, Um, A Chinese person is going to be taking a tour of your city. And of course, there's no Chinese signs for streets and things like this. But you can have AR in the way that you can literally show them with AR when they hold up the phone where they're going in the language that's comfortable for them. You can give them audio tours on their own. Like, hey, we have our own audio tour of our um, cultural highlights around the hotel. There's five places. One's a statue. One's a museum. One's a neighborhood. One's a restaurant, whatever it is. You know, just follow this guide. And when you get close to it, it's going to ping up and say, oh, you're standing in the XYZ statue. Let us tell you about it. And you can offer it in AR by having these geotags popping on. Or, as I said, you can have it where they arrive and they can do a virtual of themselves with a parrot on their shoulders and a virtual cocktail drink in their hand in and they send that back to their friends and look at how much fun i'm having you know laugh 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 because i have this ar stuff on it these are the things that ar tools can do this ariel tool is really cool very affordable to function in this world you can put text and, and images and videos and 3d animations and uh, put in facial recognition overlays and you can also do it in location based stuff it makes it really really very cool so that is our technique of the week, AR marketing in hospitality. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So, our news and show review, uh, we just did a really fun show. Air kind of AR kind of followed into it in the news section. You'll see why in just a minute. But our discussion today on the live show is BI and RPA: how machine machines run machines for you. And BI, for those that may not know the vernacular, is business intelligence. And RPA is robotic process automation. We talked about RPAs last week's podcast. We incorporated it into this week's live show because we talked about the three strata associated with data. We talked about the reality that the hospitality industry has a dramatic shortage in human resources and the need for human resources. We've had live shows about it and podcasts about it and tools related to both of those not to grind that axe again but to talk about the fact that we have to find solutions that can expedite the resources that we do have to better efficiencies and to that end we talked about the three strata of how data gets used there's a lot of people that rely upon a massive amount of data that spend an enormous amount of time collecting identifying and filtering the usages of the data. That's time consumption, pulling data from disparate platforms, putting them into a singular area, then creating maybe their own pivot tables or their own um, means of collecting the data from different sources and comparing tools from their CRM to their PMS to their POS to their uh, analytic data from the marketing campaigns and what have you. All these have to be somehow manually put together so that they can make good business decisions based on the data unfortunate part of it is those same people are now multitasking to help cover for other resources that are not available and your revenue manager flat out could be running a front desk shift and so for that reason they don't have the time to do the normal work they used to do in gathering this data to make good business decisions they they have to abbreviate a lot of that well here comes along Reporting. We talked about levels of reporting from anything from using platforms like OTA Insights, Spider, AirDNA, STR reports, and so forth. And that that aggregation of data is great for reporting, but then they have to it gets it has to get analyzed, and that's where you start getting into upper level. Uh, a means of coming up with solutions of data with business intelligence. And we talked about platforms like Guyana, Adrel, and OWOX, all platforms we've talked about on the podcast here. And then we talked about the fact that that's all well and good, but there's a permission-based relationship of these softwares that they have to allow for data to be taken from them and then used and interpreted by another platform who also has to be giving permission to use that as well in relationship to the data. And, and that always isn't granted with our incestuous, you know, uh, the hospitality tech uh, where they keep it behind locked doors and, and charge you for monies to have access to the data that you're already paying for. So A next step of BI is to create what's called RPAs, which is robotic process automation. And that is, and I talked about it in the live show, equated to like your night auditor. There is a sequence of events that a night auditor does each evening, and they're in a certain sequence for a reason. Just like a restaurant, as I gave you the same example, when you open it in the morning, you don't turn on the gas and then come back later to turn on the igniter. Uh, you put them one right after the other so that you don't have issues. By the same token, you may not even turn your fryer laters on early in the morning because it doesn't have a menu requirement in the morning, hasn't been required in the afternoon. So you're saving gas and electric or whatever uh, by not turning them on unnecessarily. These procedural things, this step one, step two, step three, step four things are very much what RPAs are about in the sense that When you go over and take your downloaded guest folio from your PMS system, and then you want to put it against other data sources, you have to pull the data from the other data sources, they go into another folder, into another saving folder, then those things get put together. Then maybe the next day, the next morning, the salesperson or the marketing person or the revenue management person goes in and takes those reports that the night auditor pulled, and they themselves take that data and push it into other formats and forms so they can make comparative analysis to make business decisions. Well, now you see how the RPAs can work because RPAs replicate that process technology wise of logging into account, going through the form of picking it and selecting it and downloading it and putting it in a certain location, it can automate all of that. So now instead of the person having to actually physically take the time to go through that process, they in turn can go over and just have it automated and available. So now instead of six and a half hours of night auditor work in sequence of time, it's now down to an hour and a half. And now they have five hours, perhaps they can do and be helpful for other resource needs that they didn't have time for before. Same too with salespeople, same to revenue management people on and on and on on, this savings of time is what helps the process. And that's where RPAs come in, is they automate that process. And a lot of times that process then augments the ability of business intelligence tools to truly help. So with that, that was our overview of the live show, which was pretty much BIs and RPAs, how machines run machines for you. Our news items are similar to our live show today because they are profound and prophetic. Um, Disney announced that they're going to be creating their own metaverse. Now, this is a follow-up to our conversation about Facebook changing its name to meta and full-on going into metaverse and the use of VR and AR. Um, it's said that in the next how many X months, we will be in first-person experiences with Buzz Lightyear and Elsa from Frozen. Um, there's already been samplings of this. Coco, the movie, um, they did a really wonderful first-person VR engagement of you being on stage with Coco singing um, to give you a flavor of what it's like. They already said that there are a couple of VR first-person movies in the works. I can only imagine what maybe Avatar would be like if you were in the first-person meaning You're not watching it on a screen. You're in the first-person perspective. Perspective of the show. You're next to the characters as they experience whatever the movie's providing. Um, we see that in gaming already. There's been a lot of very popular computer games that have now been moved into VR like Medal of Honor and Resident Evil where you are now first person. Just picture if you were instead of watching The Blair Witch Project on a screen, you were in that person environment where you're looking around in the woods with The Blair Witch Project actors. If you're old enough to remember the movie and the impact that it had at the time. So... That's where the metaverse stuff is going. The cool part why we're bringing it into the news today is because it's already been discussed that in the very short future, a lot of functionalities of advertising are going to begin to open up. Advertising in the gaming world, just the gaming world, is a multi-billion dollar business. Actually, the gaming world is a multi-billion dollar business. Advertising is a multi-million dollar business in it. And what I mean is, is in these contrived virtual worlds of gaming or virtual worlds that we're in... Advertisement uh, from anything, and mostly retail, clothing, and cars, and and you know, as simple as virtual billboards in there, where there, there's a billboard in the street scene of the of the game, in that billboard is your ad. Those have existed in the pay, the PC world, but they haven't moved into the VR world. Well, they're going to. Obviously, Facebook is opening up their metaverse, and all that filtering data that's available that Facebook has about targeting their ads, you sure as heck know it's going to be worked within the metaverse. There's been jokes, I have made jokes, about the fact that Facebook, as they get more restricted as to what they can do as a social media platform in the real world, has simply decided to go build a virtual world in which they can roll run their own rules that's kind of what's happening you're going to see that the virtual cars in a virtual scene uh, cityscape are going to be bmw's or audi's or whatever whoever pays to have those cars in the in the world or their logo is going to be on it or the billboard as i said above the street is going to have their name on it or, a, or a, a building in the virtual world is going to have their company name on it because they bought that space to be there as a reminder of it you know, that you can possibly and this is the other fun part in the system itself in the vr world actually make purchases in that world, that result in physical product being brought to your home. Um, it's all there. The pieces to the puzzle are all laid out on the table. The cool part about this for hospitality is that means you could be the hotel in that space. You could advertise in that space. All the targeting information related to people that picture this. If I'm going into a VR world where I can, and this is real world now, I can go and be at the Acropolis in Athens. I can stand there virtually and look up at the Acropolis as if I was standing in front of it and look out across the, uh, the uh, Athenian skyline, and I can. See See it being there. Um, There's cool programs that do that in VR right now. There's people that have done videos for that right now. Picture the fact that in there I can have my hotel that is located in Athens featured. Maybe even put a position where you can stand on my veranda looking out over the Aegean Sea and feel like this is where i want to be and have a a, an action that says i want to look at rooms in this place and look at the rooms in the place and see what the rooms look like well i want to book a room what are my dates about and do it all in the vr environment and not go to a website and not do this on on traditional web interfaces for search and everything else but rather it's a controlled amount of content Literally, if Facebook controls this in it's metaverse, as will other people or other companies run their metaverses do the same thing. So now you have a whole new level of interaction, a whole new level of selling your product in a whole different venue of opportunity. Now, metaverse has lots of values and not only in the aggregation and collection of guests and their potential of staying with you, but you also have the ability to enhance their stay with you with that and augmented reality. We had a great discussion about that in the live show as well. As well. Plus, as a residual engagement afterwards where you can share an update and keep them involved with the the joys that they had while they were with you and the new things they should look forward to when they want to come back as an incentive to re- have that lifetime value guest relationship so those things in the news are big things they're going to have impacts in a growing and expanding way um, there are literally millions of people within the vr environment and culture right now of all demographics so for that very reason there's going to be a lot of new things happening for that so with that um Again, I want to remind everybody uh, that... Gosh, you can find us on Google Play, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora. TuneIn. The list goes on and on. 39 platforms and counting. We're even on Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. Simply ask for the Hospitality Marketing Podcast. No matter which one you may use, please, if you like the show, leave us a comment and rate us. That helps others discover this content as well. Plus, it gives us the feedback to know that we're talking about the things that you're interested in. And you can always send me your suggestions, comments, what, and ideas, what have you, to lauren at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com. I answer each and every email related to the podcast and the live TV show. Um, And of course, if this is your first time hearing us, you can subscribe to us on the platform that you find us on or 38 other ones that maybe you might want to use instead. Either which way, for the archive of this podcast and all previous podcasts, you can go to their old archive at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcast or to the new ever-living example of our podcasts and live shows at hospitalitychannel.tv. It is a 24-7 online TV channel. Uh, Which also we are on TV as well, which means don't forget our live video talk show that we do also every Friday at 1130 a.m. Eastern U.S. called This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the live show. Again, old archive is at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live. New archive is hospitalitychannel.tv. Also, we are on TV for all of those that have a Roku, Apple TV, Google Play TV, or Amazon Prime, which is Fire Sticks, wherever. Also, and, and, and Android, IO, uh, Android iOS and or Apple iOS. Um, we're an app on both of those. Um, the live show always plays free on that, but we also have a, a gateway paid, much like Netflix, just like Netflix, uh, $4.99 a month to have additional content that is on demand behind that. And that is that a hospitality channel. Just simply go to any of the platforms, Roku or any of those, look for a new channel look for hospitality channel you'll find us log in like i said the show is always free every friday plays on the free side of the of the channel but you can always pay for additional content that's behind it Uh, for that my name is lauren gray i thank you for the privilege of your time and look forward to talking to you next week You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing the podcast show 328 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing Gand in support of the HSMAI, Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, All Right Reserve, Copyright 2021.